Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? Welcome to A View from City Hall. I'm Chad McLeod, one of your city commissioners, coming to you from the In Focus podcast studio here in Lakeland. And I'm excited to have our assistant city manager, Emily Cologne, joining me on this episode here in the studio today. Before we get to Emily's interview, I wanted to thank LAL Today for mentioning this podcast in one of their recent daily emails. So I've had several people contact me after being mentioned by LAL Today to tell me they've listened to a view from City Hall. I really appreciate that. It's always good to hear from residents and people out in the community who've heard the podcast. I got an email from uh, Mr. Brian Creel. And Brian said, Mr. McLeod, my wife and I just moved to Lakeland a couple of months ago and were originally from Columbia, South Carolina. All of my interactions with Lakeland City have been so great and um, just eager to learn more about the city and saw your podcast was mentioned in LAL Today and found it a a good resource to learn more about the commission and what's happening in Lakeland and uh, appreciate you doing this. And so those types of emails and and feedback, it's great for a podcaster when you hear, uh, because sometimes you do this and you think, is anybody out there listening? And and you have to plan and come up with topics and and there's so much happening within the city. And Emily Emily and I are going to talk about that in a second. Uh, so it is. It's great. I appreciate everyone who, who is listening and new listeners who are coming uh, to the show. This is a busy week for the commission. We've had a lot going on. We had a commission meeting earlier in the week, and we have a budget hearing tonight. It's the first of two hearings on the budget to finalize the city's budget for fiscal year 2022. Emily's over here nodding her head. It is a, it's a big deal. There's a lot of work, a lot of staff work that goes into this process. And so I, I'm not going to, I was telling Emily before we started recording, I'm not going to recap this week's commission meeting. I do a little bit of that on episodes where I don't have an interview. I will hold some of those items until the next episode because I I want to spend time talking with Emily and and she's given up time out of her day to come into the studio uh, on the day where we have the first budget (laughs) hearing. And so I realize that that's, uh, it's a a lot. And and I appreciate that, Emily. Thank you so much for for joining me today. Of course. Happy to be here. So Emily is the assistant city manager and also the manager of innovation and strategy. And as I was coming into In Focus and talking to some of their staff today and telling them you were coming in and I would be interviewing you and your title and I was trying to explain that role. <laughs> and I thought, this is a great first question. So what all does does it involve being the assistant city manager and the manager of innovation and strategy? Okay, so I've been trying to um, define it as succinctly as possible. <laughs> and I think it's easiest to say it's really two roles with one person doing them. So the assistant city manager, you know, that has been a position in the city of Lakeland for a long time. Most people understand the roles and duties of the assistant city manager. The manager of innovation and strategy is the new title that um, I got tacked on in addition to. And that is, um, we are rebranding what was formerly the office of management and budget to be more forward thinking. You know, when you hear strategy and innovation, a lot of times ears go up. Some people are confused. You know, those kind of sound fancy. What does that really mean? You know, especially being in government, what, is, what right. does that mean? So I just like to break it down. You know, strategy, we're looking at longer term visioning that goes into how we've revamped the strategic plan and really trying to not put a bandaid on an issue today that, you know, a better fix could be long term and, you know, to be more forward thinking and longer term thinking in, in terms of strategy, both internal to the organization and external in the community. And then um, with innovation, it's just looking at the ways we do things and are there better ways, more efficient ways, more effective ways, and just kind of being open to understanding, making sure we understand the why behind it, and then being open to new ideas on how to how to have a better local government. 
That's great because when I think government, I don't necessarily think <laughs> innovation and strategy. Right. So hearing that, and, and as you talk about strategic planning, and I have seen this just in the two almost two years that I've been on the commission, the way we are approaching the strategic planning process and really having a process, number yeah. one, but also incorporating that into this budget process. So mm-hmm. our priorities as a commission, and when people ask me, well, what do you do as a commissioner? Right. And I talk about setting vision for the for the city, approving the budget. Uh, we're like a board of directors for the city of Lakeland. And mm-hmm. so we have this strategy process, but I think it's easy for it to get disconnected from the budget. Right. And so I'm seeing more integration of that. And and you, I know you're playing a critical role mm-hmm. in making that possible. So that's great. And then innovation, as you talked about, are, are there better ways to do things? I mean, that I just think is great. And I know... Uh, like I said, when you think innovation, you probably don't don't think local government. Right. But if there are opportunities throughout departments to how how can we be more efficient? How can we be better and faster at this and serve mm-hmm. residents? And I know that that is the heartbeat of city management. And so just in case people are wondering, who, who is the city management? And so Sean Charouse is our city manager yep. who has been uh, a guest on this podcast, Tony before him. Um, so Sean is our city manager. Nicole Travis is our deputy city manager. And then Emily Cologne, the assistant city manager and now a manager of innovation and yeah. strategy as well. But the three of you mm-hmm. oversee all departments throughout the city of Lakeland. Right. What are some of the departments under your purview? So I have been over a myriad of different departments, obviously with Tony retiring and then um, getting Nicole on board, there was a, a, a long gap in the middle. So yeah. I've uh, shifted and my, my current um, assignments are the fire department, emergency management, department of Infor- information technology, information security, risk and purchasing, and then um, our public works department. Wow. So that's a lot. And the <laughs> public safety, you're talking about fire, public works. That is a big... Yeah, uh, public work yeah. encompasses a lot. And I think sometimes people forget that's, you know, our fleet, our facilities, our engineering. Um, I'm going to miss everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're not all out there listening, waiting to be named. Yeah, but, no, yeah. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of employees and in public works, it, I, I see it as it's a department that for a lot of people, it goes unnoticed mm-hmm. until something happens, until right. there's an issue on your street in your neighborhood. And then it is top of mind. At least that's how it happens for me with your neighbors. Your trash doesn't and get it, picked it, up. Right, yeah. <laughs> Solid waste is in there. Um, which is one of the things I like about local government and serving in local office is mm-hmm. that it's issues that are closest to the people and you have a chance for good and bad to hear right. about it in your everyday life anywhere you go. And, and you mentioned that your trash yep. doesn't get picked up. or Those are some of the common ones. Uh, so, and uh, along those lines, when someone calls me with an issue, almost always I will say, let me get back to you. And one of my first calls will be to either Sean, Nicole, or you, depending mm-hmm. on the department. Talk about your approach to problem solving and how you all kind of behind the scenes, because I know I'm not the only commissioner who's calling you with, hey, I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing from someone on this. Right. There are seven of us, including the mayor, who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm a lot of issues in the air at any given time. How do you all problem solve? So I think I just, my first thing is to approach it with empathy. You know, Mm. somebody's calling with a problem that's usually a very big deal or impacting their daily life in a way that, I mean, it's annoying them, it's frustrating them. You know, they're not, they're usually not calling us to cheer us on. And just say how great this (laughs) is. Every now and then we get, love mails, Commissioner Madden calls it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's okay, right? So I guess just kind of taking a deep breath and really trying to understand where the citizen is coming from and what's the issue. And then just kind of managing it from usually behind the team. So I want, I usually try to get the 
subject matter expert to reach out to the citizen just to kind of follow up and make that connection. Sometimes it ends up being us in the city manager's office. It all depends. Um, but I really just try to make sure that we're also having the citizen understand the why, right? So not just fix the problem, but also, hey, you know, uh, so one that we get is with, on a holiday week when the trash pickup is a day behind. We put it on our, all our social media, we try to put it out. You know, if you're a Monday, you're going to go to Tuesday with the Labor Day weekend and, you know, someone will call us Tuesday. Hey, you never picked up my trash. We're like, oh, hurry up and get it back out there. You know, and just a reminder, you know, here's how we do it on these holidays and check our Facebook page, check our social media you know, that kind of thing to just educate them the next step so it doesn't happen again. I think that's a big part of addressing concerns is oftentimes there's missing information. Residents right. don't, they don't know, we can't expect them to know because right. they, they may not be following the mm-hmm. city on social media or just kind of hanging on to what's coming out of city hall every day. And so providing that information of here's why this happened. And then there are times where, okay, there is a legitimate problem here. This right. process is wrong. And mm-hmm. so, and, and I appreciate you all because you're, I have found you, the whole team, to be very open to mm-hmm. where when I bring something forward and say, I'm getting a complaint, it's about the process or the way we do this, yeah. you're willing to look at it to try and be innovative and say, okay, is right. are we doing this right? Should we, is there somewhere else, another city, another county that's, that has a better approach that would be better here in Lakeland? Right, totally. So Emily was recently featured in the Business Observer's Big Book of Business as one of the 12 changemakers in the Tampa Bay region. So kind of a mouthful (laughs) there, but they highlighted a a number of business leaders, civic leaders throughout this this area and featured them and, and their career path. And so I want you to talk a little bit about your path to becoming part of our city's leadership team. I mentioned there are three of you overseeing Mm -hmm. all of the departments, over 2,000 employees. It's a major responsibility at a relatively young age. Mm -hmm. And so to being a a millennial, uh, I always say I feel like it wasn't that long ago when I was back in college, (laughs) but it was early 2000s, but we're kind of in the same uh, age group. So your path to getting to city leadership, what has that been like for you? Um, it has been eventful. Sure. So, so I think, you know, did you, and let me ask you this, when sure. you graduated from college, did you say, I want to go into city management? Absolutely not. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> when I graduated undergrad, my undergraduate degree is in international business, uh, with a focus on Spanish and marketing. So I thought I would be working abroad and I thought I would be developing communities from the developer side. Okay. <laughs> um, or something, you know, super posh and international. Uh, I also graduated during the recession <laughs> with student loans. So it was kind of like, well, you know, let's put that on hold. And Maybe like, the dream job isn't exactly yeah, in line you know, right now. Yeah, I can't believe they're not lining up for me with just an undergrad. So it was kind of time to rethink what I really wanted to do. Um, instead of focusing so much on the career, I focused on what would fulfill me in a job day to day. And so my three kind of pillars that I lean to of what I need in a job to be fulfilled is to I want to problem solve. I love unwinding complex problems. So that is what I feel valued in. I want to work with people. And then also I want to feel an impact. So that was kind of my three pillars that, of course, you're like, well, duh, city management. It makes yeah. sense now. But at the time, that was really kind of what my driving force of what I was going to gonna get into. So I have experience at the federal level, state level, and then it would make sense why I stayed, came back to local level. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think that would be true for many college graduates, young professionals, mm-hmm. in that they wouldn't necessarily have their eye on city government right. in terms of their career. And so let's talk about that a little bit, because when I look at our city's workforce mm-hmm. and challenges that we're facing as a city, 
it seems, and I don't have the numbers, but we're facing a significant number of retirements in the coming years. It's an older workforce. And, mm-hmm. and so how do we replace that? How are we attracting young professionals or maybe changing the perception of what it's like to work for a city? Right. When we have professional positions from engineers, you mentioned public safety, uh, all sorts of fields, analysts, the need for uh, MBAs, different positions mm-hmm. that I feel like people may not be thinking of the city as right. as a potential employer. So it's not a unique issue to the city of Lakeland. So I guess there's some comfort in that. We right. hear about it, you know, at every professional conference or uh, webinar, we hear about, you know, the baby boomers retiring and what's that going to look for in local government. And I think it just all comes back to the strategy, right? So we're trying to be um, strategic and a longer term thinking. So what kind of things, you know, the cultural shifts from generation to generation. So what kind of things are more important to a millennial when you're, or even generation Z, you know, are we getting in touch with the community? Are we getting in touch with the colleges and the universities for them to even know that this is a job? You know, um, I adjunct teach for the university of South Florida and the course that I teach is a junior level course. And, um, it's a core course, but most of the students in the in the class are not looking to go into government. Mm. So it, it's about community and govern, uh, local leadership. And it's so interesting to hear them. And, you know, by the end of the course, I have a lot of students that say, wow, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Or like, thanks for sharing your story. And I think it's just kind of government is not so great at telling their story typically. Right. Um, and, you know, we do a great job, but we don't in comparison to other local governments, but we don't do a great job comparatively to the private sector. So I think it's just kind of putting the story out there, making sure that students know what the opportunities are. And then, you know, talking back about innovation, just thinking about different ways to recruit those needs. You know, we just had the governor in town talking about the way that LPD recruited out of New York to fill vacancies. So it's, you know, be willing to take that chance to fill our workforce. Yes. And I mentioned on my last episode that I wanted to have somebody, and I still do, from LPD <laughs> in here. And so I hope they're not upset that I brought Emily in oh, before gosh, because I have a long list of people within the city who, who I want to have on the podcast. But that is a great example. And I know Assistant Chief Hans Lehman, I was mm-hmm. talking with him during National Night Out about how they decided to go to New York. How did right. that idea even come about? would be a a good conversation. But he was basically saying that they were thinking, what are some different ways to recruit that we haven't tried? Where could we find officers who would be looking to come to Florida, looking to leave where they are? And they thought of New York and thought, well, why not? Let's give it a shot. And I think we've hired 12, if I'm uh, That sounds right. Yeah, somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen (laughs) or so who are either hired or in the process of being hired. So that's, yeah, that's a great example of Mm -hmm. innovation. Talk about your leadership philosophy a little bit, because you... The departments you mentioned uh, overseeing thousands of employees Mm -hmm. through their department directors. And again, being a millennial in local government and and coming in. And and so we'll talk about this in a second, but you came from Pasco County. And so you didn't start with the city of Lakeland in your career. And so how do you earn the respect of those who, you know, are under your -hmm. your leadership and and how do you approach just leadership in general? So one of my like, I guess, biggest concerns or, you know, personal hesitations coming from Pasco County to the city of Lakeland was a brand new workforce who didn't know me and who's just going to see, you know, some of the longer tenured staff could say, yo, this young, dumb kid's going to come lead us, you know, and with that, all the new ideas. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> and, you know, change maker that that's intimidating to someone who's longer tenured. So I guess just coming in, I stuck to my core leadership philosophy. It's people focused 
And, you know, our greatest asset and our biggest liability is the people. So Mm. we really need to invest in them, know our people. Um, I am highly communicative and very timely. So my my office phone is forwarded to my cell phone. So people don't need to know my cell phone. They can always get a hold of me. And I'm pretty, pretty responsive. I go and do field days. I work with, you know, the front line. I, I try to be out of the office and really working with our teams, getting to know them, hearing the problems on the front lines to squash them before they become bigger ones. Um, and I, I think it's just trusting in who I am and being an authentic, authentic leader and being open to the conversations, the disagreements, you know, I have a lot of patience for somebody who doesn't understand or who maybe disagrees with the direction that we're heading and, and being able to have that respectful conversation and, and help them understand the process or the why behind it. That's great. And I, I think, you mentioned going out into the departments and I know Mm -hmm. you have, you've been on a fire truck, you've done ride alongs. I think recently during the main street sidewalk expansion, I saw a picture of you were out shoveling. I don't know what it was. Laying concrete. Laying concrete. Okay. I just saw (laughs) you walk on that sidewalk. That was my sweat right there. Yeah. But that that's great because it, it allows you to connect with the employees who are the ones on the front lines doing the work, Mm -hmm. seeing the process or potential problems and to be able to to talk to them. I'm sure that means a lot to our employees when they see somebody from city management who's out in the field taking time to see what they do and learn more. Well, and I think it helps break down barriers, right? So city management isn't this like elusive place. Right. In the ivory tower. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's not like that. You know, we're all in the city team. So, you know, no one job is more important than the other. We're all, we're all a vital part to the process. That's great. What do you see as Lakeland's greatest challenge right now? We have a a number of them as any city, but (laughs) I, I I, I like this question and I've, I've talked through this with Sean and Nicole when they were here, but I just, I'm curious, what do you see as our greatest challenge? So I have such a hard time answering this other than saying COVID because as the COVID lead for the city for the last year and a half, it's been what uh, I have been most worried about, most concerned about as most people are during this global pandemic, especially during the Delta variant, you know, just keeping our workforce as healthy and safe as possible to be able to continue our city services, keep the lights on, keep the water running, be able to respond to the 911 calls. So, I mean, I'll say outside of COVID, right? Because it has to be COVID for me. I would say growth management. You know, we hear about all of these people moving to Florida every, every day. And it used to be in my, from my point of view, it used to be kind of like if you wanted to grow and now it's any city in Florida is having the same thing. It's not if you want to grow, it's how you grow and being intentional about it and being more purposeful. You know, we do have the Lakeland um, small town charm, the historic districts. So it's just being intentional about the growth and not fighting it because it's coming whether we want it or not. And to just be more forward thinking, be more strategic. I'm going to abuse that word apparently (laughs) in in this segment. That's good. I On my last episode, I, I shared a story of running into uh, a resident during National Night Out, mm-hmm. and she uh, was really bending my ear, we'll say, about growth. <laughs> and she said, uh, just was concerned about how much we're growing. And, right. and I said, I hear you. I, I understand. I, and I said, but it is happening all over the state yep. and in other communities as well. So Lakeland is not alone. And now that doesn't mean that we just rubber stamp every project that comes across the dais and we don't. And we try to our best to make sure that that we're growing in a way that is consistent with the character of Lakeland. Right. And but recognizing that people are moving to Florida by the thousands every day. And yep. so how do you absorb that growth and the resources and infrastructure that it takes? And it's not easy. And there's sometimes right. some very hard conversations that happen. And 
understanding that, that it affects the residents who, who live here and have been here a long time. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Mr. Creel, uh, who had emailed me. They just moved here from Columbia, South Carolina, and welcome to Lakeland. But uh, he was saying it was helpful to hear kind of our perspective on growth, how we're managing that of new people coming into the city. And it's understandable, I think, why people find Lakeland to be a, a great p- place to live and work. Of course. Speaking of that, so you're originally from Minnesota, <laughs> yep. and then you, you mentioned you came from Pasco County. So h- how long have you and your husband been in Florida? So my husband grew up here. So my husband was born in New York, but okay. then he That's grew right. up. Yeah, he grew up here. So I was born and raised outside of Minneapolis, um, and I came down to Florida on a volleyball scholarship. I'm a first-generation college student, and I signed a national letter of intent uh, without my parents knowing it, my senior year, because I was already 18. <laughs> you were moving to Florida. Yeah, I was I was right. pretty independent from uh, from a long time ago. So I signed a national letter of intent, got a friend to drive me to school, and I came down to Florida. And the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So I, I was, I've been in and around the Tampa Bay area for the most part. I did a year in Tallahassee working, working for Governor Rick Scott during his first term. Um, uh, I lived in Gainesville for a summer, but Pretty much my home base has been in and around Tampa. So what would you say is or has been your favorite thing about living and working in Lakeland? So what attracted me to Lakeland when I was getting recruited, you know, going through the recruitment process for the job was I just come, kept coming back to the pa- the fact that the people, everyone that I met was just so passionate about Lakeland. They, you know, right, wrong or indifferent in whatever they were believing or telling me, it was just they had a real passion for it, mm. for the community for the organization. And that was something that has really stuck with me. People are really invested in the community um, and they're really paying attention. So uh, I mentioned our realtor that helped us find a home here because it's part of my employment contract that I live inside the city limits. And we closed on a house two weeks after I started the job. And she had summed it up with people are people are really fully engaged or paying attention or not at all. Hmm. And there's not a lot in the yeah. middle. Yeah. And that I, I think of her saying that, you know, in the first couple of days, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably pretty true. Yeah. But it's cool. You know, I want people to be engaged and, and paying attention because it makes my job more exciting. And, you know, when you ask for feedback or community surveys and you get two response, it's like, well, that's not really telling of the community. Yes. Very true. And we do have uh, a lot of residents who are fully engaged mm-hmm. and, and that does, it, it makes it exciting. It keeps you sharp, I yep, think, and, and accountable on the, you know, the decisions that we make and how we communicate those. And so I appreciate you all. I know many times during a commission meeting when residents come forward and, and there's a concern and a lot of times from the commission perspective, it's the first time we're hearing, hearing about it. Right. We don't know the details. A lot of times we don't know the process for that department. And so you're hesitant to really wade into it too much. You just, there's a lot you don't know. And right. I know both you and Nicole are always on hand uh, to have a one-on-one meeting with a resident and try to work out a solution. And and I think that's great. It just, it's helpful. It's good customer service. It's good government. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else that you would want to share with those who are out there listening? Anything that people might not know about you or, or your position or the city of Lakeland? Um, let me think. Well, so I will say shout out to Dr. Craig Collins. You know, he's Mm, helped us a lot with revamp the strategic planning process in the city of Lakeland. He's been invaluable in that regard. You know, I had a conversation with him probably last week and he started his new position with Polk State and we were kind of talking and I had just mentioned to him that I'm a product of a state college. So that's where I first came in Florida as a first generation college student. 
And I just think what a, it's so cool that we have Polk State in our community and, you know, all of the colleges. I think it's a really cool thing that Lakeland has to offer that you wouldn't necessarily think of in a city our size. Right. So it's something else I've enjoyed just being in the city. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and we do appreciate Dr. Craig Collins, who was at Southeastern University and has been our facilitator for the strategic planning and budget sessions that we've had. Yep. And, and really, I think, brought a great outside perspective to move us toward where we are this month and yeah. that is adopting the budget. And so uh, we appreciate him. Emily, thank you for yes, coming into you. the studio uh, to join me on a view from City Hall. I appreciate everyone listening. Thank you to InFocus Studios. I love using this podcast studio. And if you're a podcaster or aspiring podcaster in Lakeland, check this place out. It's, it's cool. Um, it, it's one of the best in town. As always, appreciate you listening. You can email me if you have any questions, concerns, or thoughts about the city, chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. I'll see you back again here soon.